0: Aurora and welcome to another edition of the Geodorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Matt Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the Geodorable page on Facebook.
1: Hello Chris, how are you going?
2: Hey, not too bad. A little tired I have to admit. It was up late quite last night. Yeah,
1: you're you're into the rugby this year, or well, this
2: well, yes indeed. Well it was uh, it's the World Rugby World Cup, you know. People should be um, uh, watching and celebrating Ex- it. Excited about the Oval Ball. Well indeed, I mean, yeah, and all the big nations are in the
1: game, so you know. Yes, all four of us. Mm. Right. Um, and other exciting news this tonight, Chris, or today, in this podcast, we're on video. We are, and you can
2: tell we're on video because we're slightly less polished than usual. <laughs> I've just watched myself have a drink on uh, on YouTube, which is um, interesting. Well,
1: who knew you drink like that, eh?
2: Well, I certainly didn't.
1: <laughs> so yes, we've added to our many multimedia channels, uh, YouTube.
2: Yeah, indeed. And uh, what is it? It's live streamed, but um, because nobody is really up at this time of. Night in New Zealand. Uh, it's it's uh, you can play it back afterwards.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be out there. So um, that means we need to add more to our disclaimer. Do we? Yes. So uh, we need to say that the uh, opinions and ideas shared in this site and this podcast are um, are our own entirely and not to do with anyone we work for or work with. And uh, thought that we now get to add things you see are entirely our own
2: so if we hold up screen uh, yeah signs or something that kind of thing is that what you mean pretty much hmm. um
1: and i'm also playing with a little bit of uh dual camera technology you um, sure what does that mean Mark? Uh, it means you can see me in this view or you could see me in uh, this view but if you're listening you can't see me at all maybe that's better i think that is better all <laughs> right so, so yeah, we're a little bit stilted because we're looking at ourselves for the first time. Uh, it really is like staring into a mirror. It is. And, um, I mean, people are going to, you know,
2: come for the news and, and stay for the eye candy, Mark. That's for sure.
1: Right. Of course they are, Chris. Hmm <laughs> Ah, dear. Um, so we've got an exciting show. Thank you for listening to it. Um, we have lots of news.
2: Well, well, we always have lots of news, Mark.
1: what goes we without do. saying. Newstastic. And we have some great um, export to Oh, Of course. And we also have... That's about it, actually. <laughs> we're, um, sure. We're... Uh, what do you call it? We're, yeah, we're quite excited by the live streaming, but also quite overwhelmed. So... <laughs> So yeah, I think
2: overwhelmed is a is a fair description. Um, you, you notice that everything you do is suddenly you know going out there, and and you're wondering why, Mark?
1: Why? Well, and people also be looking in your wardrobe behind you, Chris, and going, why, Chris? Why?
2: Yeah, but that's just like one of those spare wardrobes you have where you you know it's it's a it's a suit that I haven't worn in decades. It's um,
1: that orangey stuff dressy number. Yeah, I haven't worn that in ages although you know who knows who knows um so yeah and again thanks so much for people getting in touch with us the um we really do appreciate your letters and now we'll get comments on youtube which is probably something we've tried to avoid before <laughs> but you'll see from our youtube there's
2: so many ways to get in touch there's uh, a at gmail facebook.com slash uh, we're Adorable on Twitter, we're MyGeodorable on Instagram, and uh, if you really want to, you can go to uh, www.geodorable.com.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that sounds uh, super testic.
2: <laughs> Should we do some news, Mark?
1: Yeah, we need to.
0: Spatial news.
1: Uh, Chris there's nothing better than being off the grid the uh you know the open campfire Mm -hmm. the lack of hot water Mm. the um not being able to cook things very quickly or reheat them in the microwave
2: always burning them slightly because you forgot the non-stick frying pan in fact you forgot the frying pan you're just using kind of a billy can anyway you've maybe
1: carved one out of wood
2: wouldn't be burning that but yeah
1: yeah Mm. Um, but well, you yeah, only cook on the embers Chris remember that, don't cook on the flames
2: no, 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 true, true
1: um, and Esri have followed off the grid with ArcGIS Pro editing they have now, you know, you've
2: been able to go off grid or you know, take things offline on the likes of you know Collector for a while now um, and uh, you know, things have been updated with ArcGIS Pro so you can take your license offline and now you can take all the data that you need offline as well
1: Yeah, so they're using a SQLite database. Um, I'm not quite sure why, as you've just listed off three different um, products from Esri that will go offline anyway. Mm. But if you do want to take your laptop into the field and run ArcGIS Pro, um, you can do it.
2: Yeah, and uh, as you've tried to make it easy, so there's a couple of buttons, you press a couple of buttons, and it kind of sucks everything down into your SQLite database, takes the license off, and you're good to go. That's not that's not too
1: shabby, I reckon. It does feel like a bit of back to the future when uh, you're going, well, we used to do the, this with ArcMap, and now we can do it with ArcPro. But sure, it's slightly more know. convenient.
2: Mm. And um, so if you're... Uh, if you're listening to this, know that if you're watching it, you can actually see the web pages that we talk about. You know, um, that's that's the beauty of YouTube, I guess.
1: Yeah, so you can read what we're reading.
2: Or at least see the pictures, anyway. Yeah.
0: Spatial news.
2: And Chris, well, you love a good story map. I do love a good story map, uh, you know, and um, a good story map is uh, is something quite... Uh, beautiful to behold I think
1: right and so Esri have released a more customizable story map map yeah so yeah well you
2: you've always been able to customize your story maps if you kind of download them and get into the code and if you do that you can do some really really nice things with story maps um, but I guess uh, you know not everybody wants to to download the code so as um, we have uh, Just try to make things a little easier. Um, And so there's now a design panel that you can use to kind of change the look and feel of your story map.
1: Yeah, they've added some buttons.
2: Well, you know, more buttons, more fun. Yes, Hmm.
1: of course. Um, And so, yeah, you can go through and do some more customization. You can um, obviously still do all the coloring and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: it's just uh, it's
2: trying to trying to make things a little bit more special for the uh, the person who's viewing your story map, I guess.
0: Spatial news.
1: And speaking of story maps and data, well, it's actually an app, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah, a hurricane awareness app. Yep.
2: So this is from the ArcGIS Living Atlas. It's specifically for uh, for the US. Um, U.S. only. Uh, perhaps there aren't hurricanes in other parts of the world, but I don't um, think there are, according to no. our, our news. No, that's yeah, mm-hmm. possibly not. Um, but it's the uh, the Hurricane Aware application, and it will show you the current path of any hurricane threatening the uh, the U.S. Uh, and always, uh, and also show you the predicted path of the hurricane, um, managing to do all
1: of which without
2: a uh, a black marker pen. <laughs>
1: That's quite good. I thought when you said it's a hurricane um, indication app, you sort of put it on your phone, hold it outside, and then if, if the phone blows away, yep, you've got a hurricane.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good, uh pretty good indication that you have, yeah. Mm.
1: Um if you stuck ArcGIS tracker in it, then you could um, monitor the um, hurricane as it takes your phone. Hmm
2: sorry just drinking again a little bit of, yeah a bit of a dry throat it we was shouting at the tv quite a lot last night
1: well after uh, last week's um sahih dry sponsorship which, <laughs> which wasn't
2: uh which wasn't unfortunately
1: uh this week yes yeah, it's, it, it's a little less exciting i'm um,
2: sponsored by um chamomile tea god we are wow yeah i, I know i, I was know.
1: really with that shirt chris i was really hoping you wouldn't Go into the hipster tea and be like an Earl Grey or something. But
2: Oi, this is my uh, swan dry shirt. This is sponsored by. Sw- oh, no, we're not. Um, yeah, leave it alone. It's nice. I like it.
0: Spatial news.
1: Now, two great powers of the mapping world, Chris, mm-hmm. Mapbox and Esri, they collide. they collide. They collide like some sort of collidertron.
2: Wow. Uh, yes indeed, so uh, for a little while now I think you've been able to ingest your ArcGIS data into Mapbox And now through the magic of magic, um, you can ingest Mapbox into into
1: Esri Yeah, so Mapbox are obviously uh, making a bit of a play for the uh, data space
2: Yeah, 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 after our story about their, uh, their, their goings on in Japan a couple of weeks back I think, the last episode was it?
1: Yeah, um, so you can bring in your um, Mapbox startup, but just just to be clear, you bring in your WMTS mm-hmm. um, into it uh, rather than directly as some sort of vest- vector raster feed.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. But you know, if if you think back, you know, a few years ago, yeah, traditional GIS was dead, and the uh, the new kids on the block, the Mapboxes, the uh, Cartos, and so forth. They they were all going to do it by themselves, and now um, and now they're well. Mapbox at least is playing nicely without GIS.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is something we've uh, discussed at work is the trying to make a consistent base map across multiple systems. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and this is one step closer that I could use a Mapbox or Esri base map inside my Mapbox or Esri app, which is yep. quite nice. That is quite nice. It's amazing how people are confused by a different satellite image of the same thing just taken at different times. Yep, totally.
2: Yeah.
0: Spatial news.
1: Now, Chris, what is your favorite song to sing when you're thinking about DC comic heroes and making a map?
2: Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever
1: a spider can. Sure, but you could say Spider-Map.
2: I could, but I'm just not as thoughtful as you are. Maybe
1: you should uh, you should
2: uh, sing a little um, song to our listeners.
1: Uh, not at this stage. We're, oh. we're, we're broadcasting enough as it is. Um, but yeah, considering the next uh, item was a spider map, I thought it was in the title for you, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'm tired.
2: I'm still tired.
1: <laughs> right. So the amazing spider map.
2: The Amazing Spider Map, a uh, map style inspired by the Amazing Spider-Man, released in Mapbox. Two Mapbox stories in one day, Mark.
1: Yeah, and what was the song again, Chris? It wasn't. All right. The um, so the uh, Medicine Draper mm-hmm. has, uh, for some reason, done um, a Spider-Man themed map, and this is the red and blue and yellow Spider-Man. In case you're wanting clarification. Not the black and white, black and silver. Spider-man. Yeah.
2: Nobody knows what you're talking about, Mark. Everybody just knows it's the it's the red oh, and the... They blue do one.
1: not. Feel free to write your complaints at many of our social uh, contacts. <laughs> um, but what is interesting I like, especially about the theme, I mean, the colors are quite cool, but I like the font.
2: The font is pretty stunning, yeah.
1: It, it is... It, it actually does it for me the uh, colors are good the font is fantastic um the the other thing that's uh
2: that the designer has done is they have put the words the amazing in front of every country so the amazing new zealand the amazing australia the amazing united kingdom the amazing united states etc etc it's
1: quite cool i like it yeah it. Hmm. So, if you're looking, I don't know quite how you'd use this, um, but I'm sure there's, there is an application. Um, but yeah, if you're wanting to put something fun and funky into your Monday, maybe use it, the Spider Map.
2: Well, if you were say doing a uh, yeah DC or Marvel um, story map, you could then drop in your Mapbox um, Spider Man style map
1: like that. as a WM- WMTS. Yeah, it's cool, know. Eh? It is.
0: Spatial news.
1: Now, Chris, you have achieved a lot in your life.
2: Many, many, many wonderful things, Mark.
1: You have presented at conferences. Mm. You've uh, written papers. Definitely. Uh, you've judged competitions on maps. Sure. Yeah. Mm. But But yet there's something missing.
2: There are many things missing from my life, Mark, but this is the top of the tree. It's uh, it's getting into the um, 2020 gear Hipster calendar.
1: Yeah, actually, just side note, have you ever been in the Esri map book? Mm, maybe. Maybe? You don't know? Is that not f- it framed behind you? No, well, I, I don't know if
2: I have personally, but I definitely know the um,
1: company I've worked for has been. I believe I have.
2: Have you? What yes. was your map?
1: Couldn't remember.
2: Okay, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> Can't have been that memorable.
1: Uh, it was quite a long time ago, and I've been alive for quite a long time. As <laughs> um, the listeners can now clearly see, yeah. Or watches. Thanks. The um, So the, the GeoHipster calendar uh, is a calendar of maps, but it sounds more exciting than that because the maps are cool. Hmm. Like this cheese one they've got an, as, exa- an, as an example.
2: Yeah, so a map of uh, Great Britain with um, the relevant local cheeses placed geographically, you know, or pretty geographically correctly on the map. It's um, yeah, nice.
1: I can't help feel, Chris. It's just missing some cheeses. It like, probably is. Yeah. You know. Is there no cheese? Is it around? I want to say Manchester. I don't know. We would have thought there was the English mm. love their cheeses.
2: We do, but um, I can't think of a particular Mancunian cheese. Okay, listeners, what uh, viewers? You know, if you know of
1: a Mancunian cheese, um, we'd be uh, delighted to hear about it. And there's also not many uh, cheeses in Wales. It turns out, which I would have thought would be unusual.
2: Uh, there's Cefilly, and after that, I'm I'm out. But <laughs> <laughs> you are such an English snob when it comes to cheese. No, I'm not a snob. I'm just saying that's the only one I can think of. There's, there's, you know, there's probably others. Um, I remember the true story. Um, you know, um, when I was younger, my parents bringing home cheese from somewhere, and it was that really stinky cheese, like, you know, monk's like, head, stinky cheese.
1: Okay, uh, better than a Stilton.
2: Oh, oh, you had to keep it in a box outside. That's how bad it was. You couldn't have it in the awesome. house. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't actually eat it because... I was a kid, and kids don't eat anything that disgusting. But um, yeah,
1: um, I am. Um, speaking of cheeses, my sure my family brought me the uh, this is the stinkiest bluest cheese they could find in the supermarket. Apparently, cheeses are numbered. I didn't know this. This was a six on the stinky cheesy um, l- level. Did you eat it? I ate most of it. It Tastes very good. Uh-huh. Like, I normally like a really good stinky cheese. I'm More into it, but it. Yeah, it wasn't the smell that put you off. It was just taste wasn't great. So um,
2: I think, yeah, our next podcast should just be the cheese podcast, Mark.
1: <laughs> Maybe, although it doesn't sound like we're actually that experienced at cheeses. We dislike them.
2: Yeah, true, true.
1: Uh, yeah, some uh, some would say the same about you, ask, yes, Mark. But you know,
2: um, let's move on.
0: Spatial news.
1: Now, sad news, Chris. Yeah, sad news. Uh, the Society of Cartographers, Cartographers, mm-hmm. Cartographers.
2: Else, I think we can go with.
1: How else do people say that word?
2: I think they only ever say it once. Right.
1: Okay. Uh, so the Society of Cartographers has closed, merged. It's actually merged. Well.
2: Yeah, kind
1: of. Was well, dissolved and it's, it's dissolved. Moving into the. Um, move into the other one.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: But it is sad, right? You know, so... I mean, I I don't know
2: how many um, cartographic societies you actually need. Um, I think, you know, these were both based in the UK. And the Society of Cartographers, uh, yeah, dissolved and joined, I think, the British Society of Cartographers.
1: No, the British Cartographic Society. That's
2: that's what I said, Mark. That's what I said. If you play that back, you'll you'll definitely hear that's what I said. (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah i think it's just in- interesting i would have thought cartography was taking off more with uh, data visualization Well, it yeah you know,
2: is it, the amazing spider map is that cartography of course chris okay just just wondering just checking in <laughs> hmm Sad news
0: spatial news
1: now chris today we use money mm-hmm uh, but back when you were growing up, yep. what, what what did your parents used to pay their landlord in? Well, uh, of course, they used eels, Mark. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so so we have a fantastic map about the eel rents of London, uh, England. Of England, yeah. Um, and this is about eels in England. <laughs> well, Mark, you, I,
2: so look, I'm going to have to explain, it to break it down for you, right, Okay, So... In the olden days, which was, um, I believe, just before days of yore, um, you didn't necessarily pay for your rent using money. You might agree with your landlord that you would provide them with some form of livestock. So, if you were a, a dairy farmer, perhaps you were providing stinky cheese or milk. If you're a, you know, if you're a sheep farmer, maybe wool or mutton or lamb. And if you just happen to be an eel fisherman, then um, eels was, was what you'd pay your landlord in. Ah, uh, I see. And what they've done with this map is they have gone back through some um, some original rental documents from the uh what's it go back from the, the late tenth century through to the fifteenth century. So yeah, I think that's that is yesteryear. Or is it Days of... I think that's Days of Yore, actually. Officially, that's Days of Yore.
1: It's, it's a good thing we're not a history podcast.
2: Sure. Um, and they uh, they went through these records and they identified where and often how many eels uh, you would have to pay to live in the property.
1: Yeah. And some exciting, exciting densities of eels, Chris. Now, uh, do you like a jelly eel? Jelly eel? Um, I like eel. I can't... can't Say I've ever
2: eaten jelly deal, so...
1: No, I've never sat in a pub and gone, hmm, I think I'll have a jelly deal. No, true. Sometimes the kebab. No, it's always after the pub.
2: Never, You're never in a pub going, I want a kebab. It's always no, after
1: the pub. Really? No, no I've been in a pub going, I want a kebab before I get to the next pub. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: fair enough, yep.
1: Um, so some interesting places that are relevant to us, Chris, is that the density of... It e- eels are most densest on the fens. Mm-hmm. And the fens are around the Cambridgeshire. Uh, what else is up there? Um, oh, other parts of England. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, the uh, fens are kind of
1: heading into North Norfolk, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's disappointing because I used to live in Cambridge and it never really got spoken of.
2: No, maybe not.
1: I never got offered um, a pie, mash, and jelly deal. But did you ever
2: um, pay your landlord in eels?
1: No, we used the pound.
2: Oh, okay. Well, or the
1: the quid. I I, I
2: would I would I would say actually eels are probably going to be a better currency the way uh, Brexit's going.
1: Does <laughs> but if you've seen the River Cam, you really don't want to eat anything that comes out of that. No, Dot. Other interesting eel facts, the, uh, the
2: the city of Ely, which is a place in England, so named obviously after eels.
1: True. Yeah, and again, disappointing. I've been to Ely a few times and I never knew that. Well, there you I go. There feel you go. Like, I feel like my visits there are somewhat emptier.
2: I feel as though perhaps we've been discussing um, eel rents for a little bit too long and we should move on. Okay then. Uh, Although, actually, we've got nothing to move on to because (laughs) that is the end of the news, Mark. Good call, Chris. Thank you.
1: Uh, We're going to do... Well, are we going to do Topic of the the Week?
2: Well, I think... I mean, uh, Topic of the Week... um, Topic of the Week is basically the fact that um, for reasons best known to... I'm not quite sure why. um, We are live streaming this as well as recording it. So... Um, that makes for—I don't know—is it going to make it more difficult for our listeners to to carry listen along, or do you think they'll just switch to the uh, the new medium that is video blogging or vlogging?
1: Oh, I think we're we're just multi medium. Oh, we, as opposed to just being average.
2: I've always thought I've been a little bit small, but um, I'm fine being medium
1: <laughs> um, or multi medium now. Mm. Um, yeah, and so we we've also spent—I don't know. 12 plus hours, get no it's more than that now, maybe about 15 hours trying to get to this point with technology, it's um, harder than we thought. Yeah sure,
2: although I am quite amazed that um, we can stream for, well stream for free, at least I haven't been billed for this yet um, and um, this is our second attempt at streaming, the other one, um, well it didn't quite work
1: uh, and this one may not either.
2: Well, this one may, but then people aren't going to know, right?
1: I hope not. Um, but also, it means we can get sponsored by so many more people.
2: Because we're more of a visual medium now, of course.
1: We are. Mm. Um, and we can describe things in words and with show things in pictures.
2: Words and pictures. Gosh, we're, we're, we're like the new modern, I don't know, modern something
1: we're modern something um mm. <laughs> and we're still getting over the fact we can see each other i know which is very weird because uh, you're what you know 200k something like
2: that 150 odd
1: well i thought you're going to say just in the dark ages because i live in the back of nowhere but. well you do but
2: you know um it's a nice place <laughs> it have, is you have trees uh, which you know is really cool and
1: yeah we always have a beach yeah um neither of which trees or beach will help you in the winter but hey at least they're there mm, it's nice yeah so that's our topic of the of the week we're on video Hey. yeah exciting so um
2: we're going to uh, kind of round out the uh the, the podcast with obviously a game of export to shapefile because that's the way we like to do things around here i
1: guess that is how we roll
0: export to shapefile
1: uh, Chris, Export to Shapefile, the game where we navigate around the Esri uh, toolbox tool set um, trying to push and prod our opponent into different spaces until they, using different tools until they finally give up and say Export to Shapefile, which is the basic most basic of all tools available to the Esri tool set mm-hmm um
2: yeah, I reckon nobody ever understands quite what that that means. But but hopefully now that you can watch how this is played as well as uh, listen to it, um, you're going to get a better idea. So, um, Mark, who, who's who's serving?
1: Uh, you are serving, Chris.
2: <sighs> okay, get into the mindset. Um, I am a little tired, so uh, if this is not going my way, um, I'm I'm blaming I'm blaming it at that. Um, Ooh, uh divide, Mark. Divide. That's from the uh, 3D Analyst uh, extension.
1: Okay. Um, hmm. Am I trying to second guess you too much? Is that an aggressive attacking move or just a passive attacking move? Uh, but I will bat you away with um, add f- Add files to last data set.
2: Add files to last. um, data management yeah okay Um, I'm going to keep on at you Mark Uh, reclass by table again 3d analyst reclass
1: by table hmm how well will you learn your lesson Uh, consolidate result from data management as well
2: just a fence from you at the moment, Mark. It is, um, but I
1: feel like I'm just toying with you. It's just, just. Do you, do you, okay, okay, yeah. okay. okay. Um, well,
2: corridor, Mark. Corridor, special analyst. Um, boom. Um,
1: okay. It's um, it's three attacking moves on the go, Chris. But I, I just feel, I just not feeling the energy from you. Well, I'm tired. Um. All right, I'm going to go with uh, diagnosis. Diagnosis. Diagnose vi- uh, vision metadata.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Um. Ten compare. Tim compare.
1: Oh, now you've. Are you scrambling, Chris? It just feels. No,
2: I'm not scrambling. I'm. I'm just. Just feels. Just warming down, maybe. <sighs>
1: okay. Um, how about we go for Thin from uh, Spatial Analyst Toolset, just to spice things up a little bit for you?
2: Nice uh, nice attacking move there, Mark. Um, get count.
1: Ooh, you... Did you mean to go that basic?
2: Yeah, I, it, it was defensive. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll go for line statistics.
2: Another special analyst move, Mark.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's turning up the heat, putting on the pressure. Clip. Adding clip. Hmm. Okay. Um. Fine then. Add field to analysis layer. Cool.
2: That's a nice move, Mark. Um, you know, on a different day, I might, I might try and you know do something with it, but well, um, I'm yeah. just a little bit tired. So, export shapefile, Mark.
1: Wow, that was mm. um, that was short and sweet. I mean, victory's victory, right?
2: Well, it's a hollow victory, I think. You know, well. it's kind of like beating a you know a one-legged man in a. <laughs> Island jump or so I don't know.
1: Oh, wow. You're really trying to put yourself down, but, you know, face <laughs> it, you,
2: you lost. I lost, yeah, fine. But you, uh, you can be uh, magnanimous in, in victory, I'm sure.
1: Uh, no, I'm a bad winner. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can, you know, it's, it's good to know things about yourself. <laughs> well, Mark,
2: what would you uh, what would you recommend that we do better next time? Uh,
1: on the podcast? Sure. Um, probably need a topic of the week. What we, what we should do is line up some exciting guests. But, Chris, we do have some exciting guests coming.
2: Fabulous, Mark. Are we going to tell anybody who they are? No. Okay, cool. No, you have to keep listening. Well, that's that's just a given, surely.
1: We'll keep watching, would be the other one. We'll start watching, would be, you know. Yeah. The
2: first one, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ah, but as we always say, we love uh, we love hearing from you. Um, we really do appreciate the comments and the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, just keep those keep those coming in. Get us on the uh, on the Twitter, on the Insta, on the Facebook, uh, on the YouTube.
2: Yeah, what do people do on YouTube?
1: Leave comments. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, really? Yeah, feel free to compliment Chris on his shirt.
2: It's a nice shirt. It's a proper New Zealand shirt. I've gone all out. In my first episode, I'm, you know, wearing kiwi. Great. Hmm? What are it, you wearing? I mean, look at that boring blue hoodie. Man, your age, should not be wearing a hoodie.
1: Uh, well, it's better than my caddy.
2: I'm, I'm not sure it is, actually. Uh,
1: thanks. <laughs> So so we've gone from history and uh, now we've gone to fashion. This is this is why we're doing this, just this diversifying.
2: Prof- fashion of where, Mark?
1: <laughs> or where's the fashion?
2: Yeah, I think that's more accurate. But, you know,
1: um, shall we say goodbye? Yeah, we're looking forward to your comments on YouTube. We love hearing from you and uh, we'll catch you later.